Good evening, and welcome once again to another episode of the Friday Night Parkdale Special. I'm your host, Joyrider, coming to you live from the Dollhouse in downtown Toronto with my feline co-hosts, Chatty G, Silent J, and Floofmaster Toby. And this is episode 142. And this is the second episode in our look at Quiet Storm, which is our area of focus for Black History Month this year. Last week we left off in 1979, and it was around that time that Lindsay's format exploded across the nation. A San Francisco station went 24 hours with it in 1979. A New York station started their own Quiet Storm show that filled the graveyard slot in 1983. A station in LA went all day with it for a few years, starting in 1984, and Chicago's WLNR did a variation on the theme in 1985 that was a little less laid-back called The Soft Touch. Philly's Quiet Storm programming, hosted by Tony Brown, was still going strong four decades later when Mr. Brown passed away in February of 2021. Part of the draw of Quiet Storm was its egalitarian nature. There were a lot of women hosting Quiet Storm shows, not just men, more so than were hosting programs of other genres. And the content of the songs being played reflected a similar balance. The lyrics of singers like Luther Vandross highlighted that a man could make himself vulnerable and be no less of a man. Quoting music writer Jason King here, Vandross toys with dominant conventions of male sexuality without engaging in androgyny or any explicit forms of traditionally feminine embodiment. Eric Harvey, writing for Pitchfork, expands on this, saying, this is one of the most important and overlooked aspects of the Quiet Storm format, and something that Vandross did so well. Embrace a male form of domestic sensuality, a musical ideal previously exclusive to women. And essentially what they're both getting at is that it offered men an opportunity to show that there was power in that sensuality that could exist in a committed relationship that didn't glorify dogging around like other genres might. The equality also extended to the audience. It wasn't just black people listening. In LA, for example, the audience turned out to be 40% black, 40% white, and 20% other races, including Hispanic, Chicano, and Latin. Speaking of LA, while the black middle class in the US was rising and thriving, there were still issues. Systemic underfunding of predominantly black inner-city communities had not stopped with the Fair Housing Act of the 60s, and this legislated racism led to ghettoization and decline of some communities. Some of it leaned on a trope that was established by, or at least cemented by, Ronald Reagan in 1976 during his presidential campaign, that of the so-called welfare queen. Yeah, that's how long that bit of bull has been floating around. As a result, the gap between well-off and poor black people was widening. One community that was especially hard hit was an area in LA called Compton. Compton was originally founded in the late 1860s near the end of the gold rush by white settlers looking to find another way to make a living. It was named for the man who had brought them to the area, Griffith 
D. Compton. He ended up holding a massive parcel of land which he donated in 1889 to aid in the incorporation and founding of the city, and this allowed residents to create huge residential lots, big enough for a barn and livestock enough to support a family. Up till the 1940s, the city was mostly white, with a fair number of Japanese Americans as well. But during World War II, the forcible removal of people of Japanese descent from their homes to internment camps left a gap in this middle-class community. Thus, when the Second Great Migration began, middle-class black families from the South were drawn to Compton. It didn't hurt that there was an established black community only three miles away, that of Watts, the very same community that would become synonymous with the Watts riots or uprising of 1965. In both communities, restrictive racist policies, white flight, and civic neglect would lead to decline, setting the stage for violence in the form of gangs and drugs. Poverty increases a desire for some kind of relief, and the kind of relief that's easily attainable comes in the form of alcohol or drugs. People who are fighting to keep their heads above water will do what it takes to put food on the table, and drug dealing is a sadly lucrative business. The frustration and rage at an uncaring system builds, and that expresses itself through violence. This is how the Crips and Bloods came into being in the late 1960s, early 70s, when a grudge between two high schoolers at Compton's Centennial High School fomented into a rivalry that became the foundation of the first Crips and Bloods chapters. And when Ricky Freeway Ross came into contact with Oscar Blandon in the early 80s, Ross went from dealing smaller amounts of cocaine in South Central to kilos every few days, opening up a massive pipeline of crack into LA in the mid-80s, a major part of the crack epidemic that would continue into the early 90s. So with all of this going on as we move into the 1980s, it's no surprise that there's this revival of music focusing on the fight for black rights and dignity, this time given voice in the form of rap. But even as hip hop took over the airwaves in the 80s, Quiet Storm was still an important oasis. You can't fight 24-7 without burning out, and the Quiet Storm programs acted as a place to stop and take a breath, to escape the tension of politics and poverty into a place that felt normal and safe. So while last week I played the songs in an order that I felt was reflective of the way that Melvin Lindsay arranged his show, this week I'm going to go in a more traditional for me chronological order. And to get us started, we've got one from the Commodores, who were fronted by Lionel Richie. This is the Commodores, still. You said you never needed me 
wonder if you need me now. We play the games that people play. We made mistakes along the way. Somehow I Remembering the pain, if I must say, it's deep in my mind and locked away. But then, most of all, I do love you. Those memories Times I'm sure we'll never forget Those feelings we can't put aside For what we have Sometimes But it's so heavy on my mind. So many dreams that flew away. So many words we didn't say to people.
didn't just do the song that ended up being covered by Korn. They also had this song from Cameo. This is Sparkle.
Next, we're going to hear from GQ, who formed in the Bronx in 1968. This is their 1979 song, I Do Love You.
Next up, we've got one from the Jones Girls, and they were a trio of sisters that got their start in Detroit. From them, this is Who Can I Run To? i 
it was inevitable that there would be more Teddy Pendergrass. This is his song, Love TKO. Cause it looks like another love TKO 
next one we're gonna hear is from Shalimar, and I didn't realize it, but Shalimar is actually where Jody Watley got her start. One of the other members was Jermaine Stewart, who is best known for his damnably catchy song, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. This is Shalimar, and this is for the lover in you. i mm-hmm. 
Next up, we've got one from the Isley Brothers, and I haven't realized just how many Isley Brothers there are, or were. There, at one point, were six in total, and this song is from their 1980 album called Go All The Way, and it's called Don't Say Goodnight. Hey, 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 hey,
people say that life is for the living. So let's live it, baby. Yeah. Most of the people say that love is for the giving. So let me love you, girl. Yeah. And their song, Hurry Up This Way Again.
up, I've got one from The Withers and Grover Washington. This is Just the Two of Us.
listened to hip-hop in the late 80s, then this next one will be very familiar to you. From Maze and Frankie Beverly, this is Joy and Pain.
I like sunshine and rain, ain't it the truth right now? Joy and pain, ooh. I like sunshine and rain, sing it with me one time. Joy, Lord, and pain, ooh. I like sunshine and rain, joy. That recording is actually from their two-day, three-day concert in New Orleans between uh, November 13th and 15th in, uh, I think that was 1981. And it's probably worth mentioning that DJ Easy Rock of Rob Bass and Easy Rock would have been 14, 13 when that song came out. So it's not a big surprise that when they started writing music together, he picked up that tune. He probably grew up with it. Next up, we've got one from Champagne, who named themselves for their hometown of Champaign, Illinois. This is their song, probably their biggest hit, called How About Us.
Next up, we've got one from the Gap Band, and it turns out that Gap is actually an acronym for the streets Greenwood, Archer, and Pine in the historic Greenwood neighborhood of Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where the three brothers who formed the Gap Band were originally from. From 1981, this is their song, Yearning for Your Love. Keep running, keep running in and out of my life. Keep running, keep running, 
include one more from Marvin Gaye. This is actually from his 17th and final studio album called Midnight Love. This is Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing.
in a way, it makes perfect sense to play multiple songs by Marvin Gaye during the, this series, given that uh, he actually was born in Washington, where Quiet Storm began. Up next, we have one from Patrice Russian. This is also from 1982, and it's called Where There Is Love. This is called Angel.
from DeBarge. This is Time Will Reveal.
One from Bobby Womack and Patti LaBelle called Love That Has Finally Come At Last. Just like an old cliche, one that simply says you can't miss what you never had. I thought that love was just a feeling that I gave to him, and in return he gave it back. But it's more. Tripping out on the girl's body vibration But I knew all along, oh, oh, yeah Love is finally coming at last It's all and I can say about Now. 
Just like a tender young virgin In a first love affair I doubt if she'd ever do it again Would she'd even care But as I pressed on Woo, the girl caught on Now the more she do it The more she sing the morning, morning, morning Edwards and Sida Garrett called Don't Look Any Further. Whoa. 
songs that probably would have been big hits at the prom in 1984. This first one is from Climax and it's called I Miss You.
From Cool and the Gang, this is Cherish. Let's take a walk together near the ocean shore Hand in hand, you and I Let's cherish every moment we have been given For time is passing by I often pray before I lay down by your side if you receive your calling before I awake, could I make it through? Houston's first album. This is Saving All My Love For You. 
we have one from Freddie Jackson who was born in 1956 in Harlem and this is his song Rock Me Tonight for Old Time's Sake
songs for this evening and the next one up is by Johnny Gill from 1985 this is Because of You No matter where you are, 
song for the night is from Billy Ocean, and I didn't realize that he was actually British, but he is. From Billy Ocean, this is There Will Be Sad Songs to Make You Cry.
Good night. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you share some of your week with me. If you'd like to support the show, go to the FNPS.com. All the social media links are at the top of the page, including my coffee link and the show's Patreon link. Patrons get access to my scratch pad as well as the show's calendar and some fun merch. And you know, you can actually subscribe to the calendar and get alerts and reminders and find out what's coming up in upcoming weeks. Whether short-term or long-term support, her coins help me pay for hosting, streaming, and new tunes to keep the show both on the air and fresh. There's a suggestion box on the website, so if you have show ideas, drop them in there. I look forward to hearing them. As always, be well and stay safe. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. <laughs>